Welcome to the Accelerated Physics Podcast. It's a show where we talk about teaching and learning physics. I'm Sean Downs for the Poseidon Institute. Welcome to Physics Friday. On Friday, we do kind of an informal lightning review of some recent news in the physics world. On today's show, hints of new physics at LHCb, confirmation of the Glashow resonance at IceCube, and superconducting skirmions. Let's dive into it. First, the Large Hadron Collider is a huge particle physics laboratory located between Switzerland and France. The particle beams live underground in a circular tunnel that's almost 27 kilometers in circumference. And they accelerate protons up to 99.9999991% of the speed of light, which is stupidly, stupidly fast. This is the particle collider that finally found the famous Higgs boson. High energy physics has been something of a depressing place in the past 10 years or so. The Higgs was supposed to be just the first in a series of amazing discoveries that were expected. You know, we were looking for things like dark matter, primordial gravitational waves, and supersymmetry. None of that other stuff was found. So needless to say, any indication of the possibility of new physics divides physicists into two camps. The extremely jaded, extremely skeptical camp, and the super enthusiastic, super excited camp. For politeness reasons, everyone simply says that they are cautiously optimistic. But oh, new physics might be just on the horizon. In a seminar given this past week, the LHCb experiment, one of the five major experiments that sit along the LHC's beamline, announced an unusual result. They found an indication that muons, these kind of big, fat, unstable, high-energy cousins to the electron, are produced at different rates than their more familiar cousins, the electrons, in certain very rare particle reactions. Now, this is not supposed to happen. In this particular kind of process, electrons, muons, and tau's should all be basically treated as equals. So the deviation, currently observed to be about three standard deviations from the expected universal result, puts observations in tension with a standard model of particle physics. And this means there could well be new physics to discover. But the unfortunate thing is, we don't know what that new physics might be. It could well be a new kind of particle, too heavy to be observed yet, that contributes quantum mechanically to these decays in a sort of aggregated way. It could be something totally unexpected. What's for sure is, we don't know. Because particle collisions generate so much data, three standard deviations is just still too uncertain to count as a real measurement it could well be just a bunch of bad luck. But we don't want to count it until we're well over 99.9% .9 sure. In other words, five standard deviations away from the expected result is the gold standard in claiming a discovery. But you see, here's the thing. There's another experiment at odds with the standard model of particle physics, and it also involves muons. It also gave a three standard deviation result and it's a measurement of the muon's magnetic moment, like a little compass needle or, or how strongly the particle interacts with magnetic fields, which also deviated from the expected value. That three sigma deviation was so exciting that physicists shipped this kind of bespoke 50 foot diameter, super precise superconducting magnet from Brookhaven National Lab on Long Island to Fermilab in Batavia outside of Chicago on a barge that ran down the coast and up the Mississippi River and finally inland into Chicago. 
just to do that experiment again and take more data with hopefully more precision. And guess what? They're revealing their results this year on April 7th at 10 a.m. Central Time, so stay tuned for that. The deviation of the muon's magnetic moment could easily be explained by some aggregated quantum effects from some corrections from some other, say, new undiscovered particles, just like the LHCB results. So let's get cautiously excited! Okay, next, the Glashow Resonance. This is a story about ultra-high-energy neutrinos coming from deep in outer space, observed high atop the Antarctic ice sheet. Specifically, the news revolves around one single event. A really, really high-energy event, a massive collision of a neutrino with some unlucky particle living deep in the ice. Let me explain. Neutrinos are subatomic particles that almost never interact with anything. Billions and billions of them are flying through us and through the Earth virtually all the time. They are famous for being ghosts. They have no electric charge, and so they must interact with the weak nuclear force. And wow, does that weak force live up to its name. Lots of neutrinos come from the sun, and plenty more come from nuclear reactors. Some come from deep in the Earth, but on rare occasion, we find the really, really, really fast ones coming from deep in outer space. Now, did you know that the elevation at the South Pole is over 9,000 feet above sea level? That's pretty wild considering that a good chunk of that height is coming from ice. The Ice Cube experiment is a massive particle detector perched atop this equally massive ice sheet. By drilling holes into the ice nearly a mile long, the experiment managed to dangle photon detectors to search for particle events. What they're looking for is kind of like a trail of photons, a trail of light. Trinkoff radiation, really. It's light associated to those super high-energy particles created by collisions with cosmic neutrinos. By recording that trail of light, they can reconstruct the particle's underlying collision. Neutrinos can collide with known particles in a variety of ways. They can kick atomic particles like electrons or, or neutrons. They can be absorbed into the nucleus. Uh, if a neutrino is coming in fast enough, they can even break apart a particle like a proton, creating a massive shower of subatomic particles. These particle showers are the kinds of events that everyone is looking for. The big neutrino event physicists are freaking out about happened way back in 2016. But hey, you know, science is slow, and the folks at IceCube Experiment have finally managed to confirm, quote-unquote, that this was a very special kind of collision. The neutrino involved was moving at about a thousand times the energy that the LHC can accelerate a proton. At this level of energy, new kinds of collisions can occur, and in that case, folks are moderately sure that a W boson was formed underground. This is the first observation ever consistent with the creation of a W boson by a neutrino. A type of collision event predicted by Nobel laureate Shelley Glasshouse maybe about 60 years ago? Well, okay, so why is this exciting? Well, building neutrino detectors able to take data on these ultra-high-energy particles can tell us a lot about the distribution of antimatter in the universe, and the Glashow resonance requires anti-electron neutrinos. So to, to be fair, it's not clear that anti-neutrinos really are all that distinct from neutrinos, but hey, still, progress. Okay, next, superconducting skirmions. Superconductivity is just like 
regular conductivity, you know, the flow of electrons through a wire, only it's absolutely perfect. Zero energy loss, no friction, no resistance, 100% pure conduction. It's a quantum mechanical phase of matter, kind of like a liquid phase for water. A ton of electrical energy is dissipated by the distribution and transmission of electricity. And superconducting wires would save us a lot of money and a lot of wasted energy generation. Because they are lossless, you could also keep them running around in a circle for like a really, really long time with no penalty. To that end, superconducting wires are already in use for industrial surge protection. But unfortunately for the power companies, superconductivity has historically been the domain of very low temperature physics. Even the so-called high temperature superconductors operate at liquid nitrogen temperatures, which is about minus 321 Fahrenheit which is about minus 200 C. <laughs> so the discovery of a room temperature superconductor last year was kind of a big deal. As you might expect, these cold temperatures were traded for something equally as inconvenient, massively crushing pressures. The room temperature superconductor needed to operate while being crushed between two diamonds. Writer Charlie Wood, ever on the superconductivity beat, posted another story this week at Quantum Magazine. In it, he describes how combining multiple layers of graphene, slightly out of alignment, which resulted in a pairing of electrons into sort of like a bosonic vortex or skirmion. These pairs possess the right sort of quantum mechanical properties that afford superconductivity. While not nearly as useful as room temperature superconductors, these skirmions are nice because we have some theoretical understanding of how they work. You see, superconductors are notoriously difficult to model. So these graphene solutions have paved the way for a theoretical understanding that, to quote Wood, quoting Harvard physicist Subir Sachdev, if you get the same skirmion physics on the atomic scale, then you could really use this. Hey, and that's our show. And that's our first week on the air. So thank you so much for listening. While we get the physics accelerator up and running, why not check out Pesatan.org? We've got links to lecture videos, notes, and more. And more is always coming. Talk to you soon. And that's our show. The Accelerated Physics Podcast is brought to you by, oddly enough, the Physics Accelerator. The Physics Accelerator is a suite of support services offered by the Poseidon Institute related to learning and teaching physics effectively. One-page reference sheets, problem sets, coaching, and more. If you need a little help with your physics or math, or you're looking to extend your knowledge, please check us out. We're here for students from advanced high school on up, including any adults who want a quick way to refresh their skills. We're here for you at physicsaccelerator.com. The Accelerated Physics Podcast is a production of the Poseidon Institute, whose mission is to build and share physics knowledge without barriers. This podcast aims to serve both students and teachers of physics by injecting ideas and starting conversations. Do you have any ideas or feedback? Hey, drop us a line. This show is made possible in part by the Physics Accelerator, whose mission is to support people in the quest to learn mathematics and physics. The Physics Accelerator is a program of the Poseidon Institute. The show is written, edited, and produced by me, Sean Downs. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>